My name is Dustin, and welcome to the Earthian Podcast, where I explore the everyday stories, emotions, and realities that make up the human experience as we know it on Earth. Today's guest is from Austria. I met her in San Francisco and found that we had something in common. We both wore hearing aids. Today in our conversation, we'll talk about her experience growing up with hearing loss and how it contributed and shaped her life. We talk about her life in Austria and what shifted when she moved to San Francisco. And we talk about the most beautiful moment that she's experienced. This is my conversation with Elisa Pear. And in my dream, you let, we were like on my terrace and it was kind of like raining. And then also the sun was shining like right on us. And it was like late afternoon, like really nice. And then there was, there was a rainbow. And then my dad was a daddy bear. He was a real bear. And then I just started hugging him and then we were like cuddling. And then he disappeared in the light of the sun. And that was like the first moment where I was like, as a kid, I still remember this dream because sometimes like later on, I still had that dream. But it was just like he's, he disappeared in the light of the sun, but he's, he was still there, you know? So it was, that was just like the first moment. It was not a nightmare, but it was a sad dream because it was just like a realization point of, okay, he moved out. He's not in the same apartment anymore. Um, yeah, so... I think my sister, I, I still was very young to realize what really happened. My sister got more out of, like, I think she realized more and she was really in it. But yeah, I I think that also the earring loss thing made me also interpret things differently. Um, so like... I wasn't, as we already said, some conversations, I couldn't participate. I wasn't there, but I was there. So, and I think that was like throughout the entire childhood, I was there, but I blocked out things. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so you, you said that um, you had hearing loss as a kid. Um, you, what was that like for you? Uh, what was it? How did it affect you? Uh, like, you know, how did it affect your interactions with people? That kind of thing. Okay. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> then <laughs> um, I was a kid. Um, like I always was. Basically, my parents found out when I was at age three. Um, and the doctors didn't find out that long because I was very active and reacting to everything that was happening around. Um, like one example is when my mom was telling me to turn on the water for taking a bath, I did that, but I didn't understand her. I did that based on how she was using her body to talk with me. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, growing up, um, not being able to hear. I was like always living in my own world. I don't want to really say that, but I kind of was just being there, but I also was not there. And 
I could hear things, but I couldn't participate in conversations. Like when my parents, like that's really the best example. Like when we were, we were all driving in a car and they were having a conversation and the car is already loud and everything. And they were talking. I, I just was sitting in my seat and I couldn't talk with them or co communicate with them. I just was like, then in my own world of like looking outside, looking at the passing by trees or houses. Um, and in that case, I was like really always with my own thoughts um, and not entirely always there, even yeah. though I was there physically. Right. Um, did you, ever, did that, did that make you feel like you were separate did that make you feel sad that you weren't that you didn't feel a part of your family i mean you did you felt a part of it i like it's yeah. i'm not trying to say you don't you didn't feel a part of it but the, it's like you weren't always like you said you weren't always there how did that affect you i think it's it's more now yep. in, in group of friends um mm. family was something they were always make they never made me feel being an outsider. Um, but sometimes whenever I'm, I'm with a group of friends or like back then as a teenager, they were like all talking and having fun. And I just, uh, I could hear everything, but I, I just couldn't organize everything, I guess so. Um, so it was like not always easy to, to be with everyone in that case. In that case, then you just feel like a little outsider, even though everyone loves you and yeah. blah, blah, blah. But I just, um, it's just very different. Um, not being able to hear is just, it is a superpower also because mm -hmm. other senses are empowered. Like, like if I would now lose my sight, that would be insane because my sight or my ability of seeing is stronger because I know I observed my entire life without hearing. And like in that case, my sight is so much stronger than other sights and right. other people's sights. So I, I, I don't think in my family I was an outsider. Okay, that's great. So I, I understand. So you didn't feel like emotionally like you were an outsider, but you did feel like that when you were with friends. Yeah, I think when I, the, the older I grew, like you were saying before, you were an extrovert as a kid or yeah. like before. And I was that too. Like I was an extrovert. I didn't care about what people were thinking about me. And I was like funny and making jokes of everything. And I was like, like this kid, I was like, yeah, it was, I was just like, didn't care, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was me as a kid, but then growing up, it changed. And I partly became also an introvert mm -hmm. and that changed throughout the last few years too. But I, I saw then my disability um more as a disability not an, as an a ability basically so right. that changed i just got more insecure and i don't know why that happened or how that happened 
I, I think this is just maybe as you grow up, some parts of the life you feel more insecure. Mm -hmm. Not like I still was very happy and everything, but I didn't feel like not being like I never felt I'm not enough as a kid, but it's just like not being understood, I think, or mm. not being understood, like watching movies um, or listening to music, not being able to understand it, whether watching movies by watching movies without the sound. This is like how I watch movies till yeah. a teenager. Um, so yeah, not being understood by the fact that I can't hear. And sometimes it was really tricky. It's still happening now when I'm like not understanding someone and I'm like, what? And they're like, I'm just <laughs> to me and I'm like, what did you say? Yeah, <laughs> and that's... I, and they try it again and I'm like, I just don't get it. I, 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 can't, I don't understand it. And yeah. it is like very embarrassing for me. Um, and I think maybe the fact that it's embarrassing as a kid that I couldn't understand some, maybe in school, like people or students or other um, or in the class, that maybe being embarrassed by the fact that I don't hear maybe made me more introverted. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it's really frustrating. You know, the, the word what is like, I hate it. you know, it's, it's <laughs> people, <laughs> I completely understand. So I, uh, I forget if I said it again, but I, I also have hearing loss. And when I first started losing my hearing, I used what all the time yeah. in school. And so my friends around me, they, <laughs> my friends weren't as, uh, they, they were very straight up about it. So they made fun of me for be saying what all the time, um, oh. which didn't feel great. It didn't feel great. Yeah. But, you know, I was like, all right, I'll take it. I make fun of you guys all the time. So, uh, but yeah, what? Like the, the, the frustration of not being able to understand the first time or not be able to understand after the fifth time, right? Mm -hmm. um, because something random keeps happening and you're like, I heard that sound over there and I can't hear your voice. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it, there's definitely a loneliness that comes with it for sure. And also sometimes you're just like, whatever, I'm not even going to ask what, it, what you yeah. said because... I probably won't get it and I don't want to go through a minute of saying what, what, what. <laughs> so the fact that you're just like, whatever, I'm not gonna even, even going to try is also really sad because mm. why, just because we can't hear is not the reason why we can't communicate or understand something. So yeah, I, um, I got really good at guessing what people were saying based on their Ooh, yeah. body uh, body body language yeah. so like uh, if somebody's like reading lips yeah 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 so if people like if i missed the last few like last half of a sentence and they're doing some motion i i can just kind of guess okay i understand that you're trying to say this feeling over here and i'll just say oh that sucks or you know whatever <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to guess it and interpret something, but it and my answer was wrong. And I'm right. like, <laughs> they were looking at me like, what, you agree with this? And I'm like, what did you actually say? 
<laughs> and I'm like, sorry guys, I just don't want to go through that. But yeah. yeah, I didn't want to be rude and say, hey, I don't get it. Because you don't want to be rude of always asking, hey, what again, you know? So it's, yeah, yeah this is definitely a, an annoying thing still mm -hmm. today. For sure. Do you have the hearing aids that let you listen to music? That yeah. streams it? Yeah, it's so great. Oh, I love it. I got them like four years ago when I was yeah. in San Francisco and then I went back to Austria and then I got them. Uh -huh. And before the first year in San Francisco, like I had to, I had normal headphones um, or earbuds and then I had always had to take out an earring aid and then put in the earring, um, like the headphones and then listen to music. But then when someone approached me and asked me something about like what I'm sketching or what homework I'm doing, I had to be like one minute, I had to switch it around. And this yeah. was like always so annoying. And now I'm like, I can listen to music anytime, um, which is really great. But it's also very, um, sometimes I had moments where people don't see it. Like when you have long hair or a beanie or anything, people don't see that you have earring aids yeah. and you're listening to music and they try to talk to you and you're like, sorry, wait, I need to put up my phone. I need to pause. But sometimes I had really, I had one really, really sad moment where I was in the court vein from an interview um, in uh, from the East Bay back to San Francisco, and there was a mother and a uh, like a child um, going around asking for money, and I didn't see it first. And I was listening to music, and the kid was talking to me, and I I, I didn't see it because I was looking outside and I was standing, and she approached me from the back and so basically everyone thought i was ignoring the kid but i just didn't see it i didn't hear her right. and then the kid um went further, and then i i should pass by and then i realized oh my goodness shit i i cannot uh, it was just like really embarrassing for me and right. then another man who gave the movement and money um he was yelling at me for ignoring the kid. And I started to cry in the car train because I, this is, and that was like the worst case scenario of, okay, I didn't hear it. I didn't hear the kid because I was listening to music and other people don't know the fact that I have a hearing loss and wearing hearing aids. Yeah. But that was like, I felt so miserable and was like crying in the car. Like I, I was like not crying, bursting into, I just had, Years and they were like running down face and I was like oh god it was like and the kid, the man was just like yelling at me like how selfish I am and I'm like the least selfish person like I think people who have a disability have more empathy and um or like have more courage or, or are just like more understandable to other people and to because they're just for example, people who have hearing loss understand emotions more or expressions more. Um, so, yeah, that was oh, the man. worst scenario. That's awful. Yeah. I, I've thought about that. Like at work, <clears throat> I'd have to do the same thing as you. Uh, okay. So I would like I used to have 
earbuds, so I would have to take off my hearing aids, put them on, yeah. and then take them, take put them back on to listen to somebody yeah. talk to me. Um, I used, I, I was thinking like maybe I should start using. Well, I use these, I use these headphones. Yeah. I have headphones on to record, but I was thinking just put them on and have them turned off just to signal to other people, hey, I have headphones on. Like, don't try to talk to yeah. me. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But never had headphones because I just don't. I had some, but I just they always were like making my um, head uh, earring aids squeaky. Yeah, yeah. Then sometimes I don't want to wear them. They're too big and blah blah blah. So I just got rid of that. Yeah, um, yeah, I understand. I have the same yeah. thing. I have to get headphones that are big enough that they fit both my hearing aid and my my ear inside, so that doesn't squeak. Yeah. Uh, but one thing that's great about being able to hear music and also everything else is, it's almost like I have a soundtrack to the world. Oh yeah. I don't know if you've ever done that, where I listen to like outside sounds but also music at the same time, and it's yes. like. Like, I remember one day I was walking down Mission Street when I was in San Francisco and it was raining really hard. And I had like this dramatic song on and I didn't realize that it was on. And I I was just walking and I was like, why is the mood so serious? And (laughs) (laughs) cool. This is cool. Yeah. Yes. And sometimes I'll be listening to music. I'll be at a party with a group of people and... Uh, somebody's talking and I'm, I'm just listening to my music quietly just to mm-hmm. be my own vibe. And yes. <laughs> I do it's like that a nice, too. you do that too? Yeah, I do that too. It's just like, yeah, it's just like you kind of, that's what the love, you can control what you hear and what you listen to. Yeah. And no one knows. And you kind of like others can have, you basically can always have a beat in your life or like yeah like in movies it's so cool like every soundtrack is so cool like it's like perfect to the moment and sometimes <laughs> when your real life matches to the m- music you listen to it's just like a movie you you're in right now so that's yeah. really cool yeah absolutely it's like a you get to have this little personality to your day you know what i mean exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. Um, so, you know, you started wearing hair aids and uh, as a very young kid, um, you grew up. How is it now? Like, what was your experience now with people? Um, do you notice do you notice anything has shifted from when you were a teen till now? Maybe like how you felt about them or, you know, how it affected your life? Now, I love them before. I felt ashamed. Mm. Um, as a kid, I loved them. Then I felt ashamed of it as a teenager. Then now I love them again. Now with people like, also as a kid, sometimes people were always asking me, why do you have such a weird voice? And mm. I'm like, I, I know I have a weird voice, but I'm like, why do you even ask? Like people are different. and um then like sometimes kids are like asking me what do you have on the ear and i'm like oh god (laughs) (laughs) now i have to give you my full backstory (laughs) yeah i think as a kid i really blocked out a lot 
of bad experiences um, because I can't remember a lot. Not different time also changed. People are more open. I think the cult fine was the last really weird bad moment, but this guy also didn't know about it. Now it's just really weird for me still to ask why or what um, if I don't get it, but it has changed and I'm now loving that I don't hear because I can control it. And sometimes when I create during the daytime, I can just take out the hearing aids and I don't hear anything. I can draw and sketch or build. And I don't hear all the sound of like um, the scissors laying on the table or like putting stuff around all the side noises. Um, usually at least noises to music, but it's also just nice uh, waking up and the I don't put in my earring ads like for an hour on the first day, a first thing in the morning because I just like getting up. I sometimes look at my phone, but I don't like seeing all the notifications, so I mute them too. So I have everything muted. So basically I get up with a muted word, but my thoughts and my brain, my feelings, my body is there. So this is something I think that I just started to appreciate when I like got older, like the last few years in San Francisco, especially when I grew a lot out of myself. Um, Before I didn't appreciate it, but as a teenager, you also think differently. Yeah, absolutely. You're just not very confident in general. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Do you meditate? Yeah. Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes. Yeah. I don't call it meditating I just get up and stretch myself Mm. and I talk to myself um talk positively to me like things I'm grateful for but I just I don't really sit down and I'm quiet and don't move um I have my own ritual in the morning yeah uh yeah what what are the what what are your rituals what do you do besides the I mean you you Uh, express gratitude what else do you do yeah so I just get up mostly I make a hot lemon water and then I go up again and um, I start like sometimes I'm just sitting and drinking the hot lemon tea or start stretching and doing the stretching I'm like saying things I'm grateful for and I'm also doing affirmations Mm. um, and making sure that I start the day in positive thoughts because sometimes you get I think that's something disabled people or like people who don't hear they can hear their own thoughts really well because you don't hear the sound so you kind of hear your thoughts really well and I just catch myself really often uh more like now it's not that often anymore but I caught myself in this tornado of thoughts, but only negative thoughts. And it was mm-hmm. like a spiral and never ending. And then I, I, I hear my thoughts or like you just get really aware of your thoughts. And so this was the reason why I'm like in the morning, I start positively only and gotcha. I, I talk good and I try to tell myself you're good enough. Um, yeah and yeah good human and then i also try sometimes to say okay what's my goals for today 
I'm like also sort of praying. Um, I'm not really religious. Like I'm, I, I don't know. I just believe there's more than we see um, in this world or in the universe. So I'm like in general, just like praying to whatever is really out there. It's really hard to say what's out there, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm just praying to the universe basically. So right. yeah, this is what I'm like doing in the morning and then mm. I get up, drink coffee and then I start working. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I find that, uh, let's, let me, let me think how to say this. Like for myself, I noticed that when I started saying like just expressing love for people and for myself in the morning um it changed my mood but i also find that that people that tend to have these kind of rituals like you have and i have um we had some kind of some level of anxiety that kind of leads us to that point right yeah um do you, is was there like i mean you said you had that tornado of negative thoughts what was what was that like so sometimes i just end up thinking hours for hours about the same thing and i don't know if it's really about the same thing but like then i try to get out of it but then i'm like again five minutes later thinking about this again and i'm like why do you waste all the few hours thinking about this one thing about this one shitty thing in your life mm. which is not even that shitty but you keep thinking and you keep being anxious about it and um everything so it's just like making sure that you start the day right really helped in that because the mood you try, like you don't get up every day and you're happy, like this is, but you, you are able to choose it in the morning, especially. Right. And you can are able to control that. Yeah. Um, but like, I just hate the fact that sometimes you waste so much time on negative thoughts when you have all the time actually uh, you could have used all the time for imagination, for crazy, beautiful thoughts, for ideas, for blowing up your mind, basically. Yeah. And you just hold on on this one thing. And yeah, so this is like also part of letting go. And you, you said letting go. And mm -hmm. that to me, that's like a that's like a trigger word and not a trigger word, but it's like it triggers a thought of um letting go of things in general, letting go of attachments, surrendering yeah. to things, letting go of control, probably. Yeah. I, uh, is that what you're thinking about? Yeah, letting, yeah, definitely. Like, like in letting go of, in every human experiences, things in the life, which are not the best, we know that. Mm -hmm. And we try to hold on, on people too much, on, on desires, on dreams. I don't want to say dreams because I think it's really important to dream big. But sometimes we try to hold on too much on plans. Let's say that plans mm. is better. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it's really about people or experiences you regret or you, yeah, lately it was really about people, about letting go of people, um, experiences anxiety thoughts 
stress, something like being being okay with sort of slowing down. I still don't like saying that. Because <laughs> I, I don't want to slow down. Right. Typical type A personality. <laughs> yeah. So like I'm I'm a workaholic and I don't like to slow down because I'm really passionate about what I'm doing um, and what I, what I'm creating and but I just realized that in San Francisco I sort of burned out myself um, and it was really good that I went back home because all this helped but then still when I got a job or a project I was again in this work 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 mode yeah so like sort of slowing down in that case of not being stressed out anymore still yeah. working but don't be stressed out don't be like let yourself let everything happen at the right moment and don't be anxious about it i just was so anxious sometimes about if i'm good enough and it just really like sometimes a fight with yourself like you are your own biggest competitor your thoughts right. are your own biggest competitor no one else is a real competitor yeah, yeah. Uh, i i totally get that it, it's like um I don't, I don't know what it is i guess i feel like a lot of it is a lot of the anxiety comes from and I like i think anxiety frustration these kind of things it's almost like you are you're you're fighting your own insecurities and so in order to kind of quell those and quiet those insecurities you work harder right you you do more of these things and in a way it's it it works because it distracts you it distracts mm -hmm. your mind from those those stresses those insecurities that you have um yeah. that's something that i've been working on too i i, I have the same kind of anxieties that, that you have and I mean, even with this project, Earthian, which is, it's like a, a non, it's not really anything. It's just like my project, like a, a passion project that I'm, I'm doing, right? That I believe in, but I let it like give me anxiety. I let it like uh, work and like add worry to my life. I'm, I'm constantly thinking about like, what is, how can I show this information better? What, what can I do better? Uh, like, what can, what things can I share? What, what people can I connect with and that kind of thing? And then I'm like, wait, what are you doing this for? At least enjoy it. At least try to enjoy what you're doing in the moment, you know? <laughs> Stop thinking so big sometimes and just enjoy where you are. Exactly. Yeah. This is like right now, 2020, yes, everyone's, I don't think it's the shitty year. It's not the best year, but still, it's a really amazing year, and it doesn't matter. It all happened, and and we just like people just get so caught up on oh my goodness, twenty twenty, what could be worse? And I'm like, just being the moment, and I think this is like something everyone is like being present and enjoy life stop worrying about the future stop being so anxious or regretting about the past um it's something like we might have to deal with the entire life yeah um, yeah. yeah for sure so it, it from the outside looking in it feels like you're a pretty confident person i think you found yourself right in the last few years 
Yes, this could definitely going up. Mm-hmm. No, I wouldn't say going up, but <laughs> no, I, I went to San Francisco um, alone and I didn't have any family members there. Mm. Um, and I wasn't able to speak English well. So I, again, basically was in my own world as I was as I was as a kid before I got my earring aid because I couldn't communicate well and I got things I did my homework I did everything but I had like one friend but we also had a really difficult time to communicate and after the first semester she left and she never came back and then the second semester I didn't have a real friend so I never was able to be with my classmates or like do stuff with them till I was able to be communicating very well in English, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think then this really helped me to be entirely only with myself. Yeah. Um, no friends from my hometown, no family here. So it was like really just me and San Francisco and school. How, how do you think that that changed you? Uh, like the experience of being NSF by yourself. I mean, that's and and in in a place where you ha- uh, weren't able to speak the language yet. Like, what what was that like? What, what what was that experience like for you? It was a pain in the ass. Yeah, it was so painful. It was really really painful when I look back. Like I was writing diaries and I was homesick so many times. I had fights with friends from my hometown. It was just a very painful, lonely time. But after every every experience of that, you grow up, uh, like grow out so much stronger. And it helped me to be happy without anyone. Um, so it helped me to be happy just with who I am in the first place, than being happy with other people. Did you find that you, so with my experience, when I didn't move that far away, when I was uh, in college, I went to Seattle. So three hours away from my hometown, but it was enough space for me to question things like question. Why did I, why did we do those things as a kid? I see all these other people, you know, I was, um, I grew up in the church. I, I was a Catholic growing up and everyone around me was a Catholic Vietnamese. Um, and I went to high school, which, which was, uh, I, I, I was exposed to people there. But then when I went to Seattle, I was out of that community. And so I was out of my comfort zone. So mm-hmm. I started hanging out with whoever I connected with in the yeah. new city. And from there, you know, I found different beliefs, like different ways of doing things. Um, I even found different parts of my personality, right? So yeah. did did that experience of being alone in San Francisco, what, what did that do for you? What did, How did it change you? I think it went back to me as I was as a kid before being a teenager. Like, I'm, I think I'm a spiritual person um, in a way that I believe in more than we see or have or experience here on this earth. And I think I was that as a kid also always, but it changed when I was a teenager. Um, And 
I think that I just started also being more true to myself, more and more like who am I really, what I'm standing for, um, because no one was there to, like I wasn't in a group of circle to be influenced in or something. So I let go of habits I had in Austria. I basically could entirely refine myself for who I want to be and who I want to stand for. So I kind of created a new Elisa and that was really cool because I'm like every, I don't like anymore to be stuck at one place. So like, I can't wait for this Corona to be over that I go somewhere else again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because I just wanna refine myself again more or like I haven't, in San Francisco, I had so many great experiences where I was like, for example, running somewhere and like I was a morning runner and I was like running to the Golden Gate Bridge. And, and when I arrived at the beach, sometimes I had tears in my eyes because I was so happy and grateful for everything. And I haven't had this moment since I'm back in Austria. I haven't had this entirely lightness for, for a while now and I'm just like really looking forward to have this again even yeah. though I'm like trying to work um, with like gratitude in the morning and everything but I still feel like heavy and that was I was lighter when I was in San Francisco um, I don't know really why and then I went like for a backpacking trip and to see more of Europe again um, but I still wasn't experiencing it. I, I got like my dream job and everything and, but I still haven't had this, this, like in San Francisco I had so many moments of, wow, everything falls into place and you're like, wow, you're just like only feeling poor love and joy mm. and, and you're only there and you don't feel anything else. And I haven't experienced that since I left or since this year maybe. My senior year was like very stressful too. I was like very putting myself myself in a lot of pressure basically yeah. um, and stress and everything. Yeah, I don't know when this lightness is going to happen again. I'm still yeah. very light compared to other people, but this moment of feeling pure love. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope you find it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, this year, I, I think this year has put a lot of people into like a darker space, just yeah. being inside all the time. Um, and it's like feeling kind of trapped a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. I want to talk about important people in your life. So I think that uh, every person that we interact with, like I think every person that, especially people that are close to us, I think the reason that they feel close to us in the field, the reason that that um we connect with them is because they allow us like i think each person brings out a different part of us and it allows us to explore like a different part of our personality i wonder if there's uh anybody like that for you that that you think like i guess someone that's important to you or someone that just allows you to be someone that is different than you expected but is um is a is a nice nice feeling mm. yes 
my best friend is definitely bringing out um, more of she's just like picking pieces out of my hidden Elisa part mm. I guess I don't know how she does it it makes me very uncomfortable sometimes uh, <laughs> why, why uncomfortable because it's um, sometimes you you um, for example a teenager is uh, like let's say the example of not hearing um, and then you're in a communication and you don't get what to say you like whatever I'm not gonna, even gonna ask for it so you can like put it away and then like sometimes you put things away of yourself um, which kind of um, could stop you from being a greater human mm. so she is making me to a better human Got but you. before that I need to you know you need to kind of jump on something or like for example when you crack an egg you have to crack it first you have to hit it somewhere and then it cracks and then it's open right so in that case kind of so my family always but she has been in the last few years really um my best friend like my soulmate for that um yeah. she has been always dreaming big is something what a lot of people say it's impossible right mm. um and they don't either way they don't want you to accomplish things or they're jealous or whatever thing it is they just may don't believe in it and with her it was never a problem about dreaming big and we both dream big and we both talk about it and we both know it will happen sooner or later so I have a I had a lot of friends and she was the only one who really understood um, me of being in San Francisco um, going away uh, I was the only one from my family and from my friends who went away so far away mm. so and she also went away and I like she's from my hometown actually and we met in San Francisco but we oh, never wow. yeah exactly <laughs> we never met in in Austria so um but she only was in San Francisco for a few months and mm. then she went back to San Francisco uh, to Austria it's easier to talk with people who kind of went through the same thing yeah um like with you right now, for example, about talking about earring loss, um, it's easier. With right, people right, right. Who... For people who, who relate, who, who yeah. kind of experience the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, those people are always important to have in your life, you know, the people who believe in you. Um, yeah. So I, get, I, I have a, a couple more questions. I have one. Time. Okay, cool. Uh, one is, let's see, which one do I want to go with? I'm thinking about beautiful moments. Um, have you ever experienced a, a moment or day in your life that you would exp that you would describe as beautiful? Yeah. What was that day like, or what what were those days like for you? So I think that moments with families always, but the moment with myself was the moment in San Francisco um when it was morning and i was running to the golden gate bridge um and it was like raining but also 
the sun was shining and I was surviving at the beach and I saw it when I was running towards the beach. I saw it a little bit, but it was not that strong. But then I was, when I was arriving at the beach, I saw the Golden Gate Bridge and the two, two rainbows. Mm. And it was the most beautiful moment for me because, first of all, it's a very unique scene you see right now. You like sit standing there and when you run, uh, do sports, you your happy hormones are basically more strong and everything. So mm -hmm. like, that's why I also like to run because it, it spreads the, I don't know how the hormones are called, but um, it spreads like the happy hormones. So it boosts your um, happiness, whatever. Right. Um, so I stood there and I was like looking to the Golden Gate Bridge and um, it was like under two rainbows and it was so beautiful. The sun was shining, it was raining and it was, it was a moment where everything just like fell into place and you're feeling pure love and lightness. Um, that definitely has been um, my favorite moment in San Francisco so far my latest few years. Well, thank you for sharing that. That was where I was by myself with yeah. the nature, with with the world, with the universe, with the magical. Like, it's really crazy for me to see right now it's snowing outside. Yeah. And San Francisco, it's never snow. So, like, there was always the same weather all around the year, basically, almost. Yeah. And I just love the change of the weather, the seasons and everything. And it's just, like, really insane how everything, the nature and how everything grows and then changes, then it snows, then it's, then it's spring again. It's like really, um, the nature is like very um, magical, I would say in that case, mm -hmm. because a lot of things happen we can't explain. Um, and that was like just a moment where I was like, just in the moment and yeah. Beautiful. So yeah, <laughs> thank you for sharing that. Thank you too, yeah, I love talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah san francisco is such a beautiful city because there's like a huge contrast there you have like the city right there and then you have the bay which is beautiful and then at certain places you can see uh marin which is just green everywhere and lush and the bridges like it's it's such a weird like on the embarcadero you have like this lower perspective of a bridge looking up it's not Usually you yeah. see a bridge and it's like from either far away um, at eye level or you're driving through it, right? But with this, yeah. you're like so close to it, but you're below it looking up at it. So it feels it feels even more majestic than normal. Exactly. Yeah. I You know, I have a moment like that too when I was on Embarcadero. I, the first time I visited San Francisco, yeah. um, I was walk, walking on the, the sidewalk closest to the, the bay. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing the Bay Bridge and just looking up and just being amazed. It was like a beautiful sunny day. And yeah, that was, that's a moment that I remember. That's actually the moment that I decided I wanted to move to San Francisco when I first wow, moved there. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So before I ask the last question, do you have anything else that you would like to talk about or, or bring up? Mm, I'm open for anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do the last question then. Okay. So, 
we as humans put up statues of people not because we love those people but because we love what those people represent when you pass on from this life and the world puts up a statue of you what would you want the statue to be and what would you want it to represent wow okay <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh wow okay um i think for it should represent love love not like only relationship love love in a way of self love love for the nature love for the world love for caring love for people no matter who they are um it no matter race no matter disability gender anything it should represent pure love nothing else so do you want me to describe how it should look or what it would be yeah okay hmm i don't know what it would be because love is infinitive but how do you show infinity yeah so maybe it would be just um a stone or something on the ground to show this is a place of infinity of pure love and yeah i like that okay so basically it's it's a space of pure love and there's nothing else only nature no buildings um i don't hmm. like buildings because they're all squarey and <laughs> i understand <laughs> everything is squarey edgy boxy and be yeah. like trying to think in a box so it should be a space of infinity where like maybe nature grows naturally still you have to take care that it doesn't overgrow or stuff like that but a, a space of infinity love thank you so much for listening to this episode if you or someone you know would be interested in being interviewed for the earthian podcast reach out to us on Instagram at WeAreEarthian. And of course, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Thank you and have a beautiful day.